Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, lovely mind stylists. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we're discussing Alison Wood's top tip, which is add in your opinion to any advice you're given. It is not fact. You get to collate these opinions and decide what to do with them. I loved Alison's interview, Becky. Thank you. I loved it too. It was fun. Oh, she's a, she's a cracker. Absolutely fantastic. And I love it. This idea of in your head, every time someone gives you advice, then saying in your head, in your opinion. Yeah. It's a permission, isn't it? It's a permission for you not to take on everyone else's mm. priorities. Absolutely. And I think it's incredibly relevant to um, to people who maybe don't belong to the same type of demographic that you're used to seeing in business, in innovation. Um, I think particularly as we're seeing more in innovative business models come up, more purpose-driven businesses, uh, a move away from like what business success is, uh, you know, in terms of traditional ways of looking at it. Because I've got to tell you what, what this, I wish I'd have had this advice. Because um, when I was first in the startup, I honestly thought the everything I was told I mean I didn't think it but I I was just absorbing everything because I was I was learning I was growing I was you know I wanted to make the business a success and I didn't have my own self-worth I didn't have my own self-confidence around doing it because it was the first time I'd done it and I so so I found that I would actually use advice teaching as it was comfort to me. It was framework and it wasn't very helpful a lot of the time. Um, so it was so interesting because I would actually really lean into it when people were giving me advice and be like, well, how do I make this work? And and I wish that I'd have trusted myself more and given more space for my own opinions uh, earlier on and recognized that there isn't this kind of status thing just because this person isn't me doesn't mean they know better in fact they probably don't know as well about my business <laughs> as I do so you know whereas I kind of have definitely grown up with the assumption that everybody else knows better than me about anything and so uh, you know it's I think we're especially when somebody speaks louder especially when somebody speaks with authority yeah oh okay then that must be true well, and absolutely. And if we think about it, um, a really good uh, way to accelerate your business, to build it on strong foundations, we know is to have trusted advisors. Um, we know that a business review panel are the experts from a variety of different sources, you know, a lawyer, an accountant, someone who's been in this type sector before. However, the point is, is you're an innovator, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing something differently. And and in fact, if I'm thinking about it, I remember that your first business review panel. You're reminding me I of say, it. I know. And of course, you had you had a, 
I think you had three different industry sectors suggested to you just around that table. <laughs> it was like, ooh, and that, Brie. That, that <laughs> session is uh, not that our listeners were in it and they don't, they don't know, <laughs> but that is like the, the crystallization of this example of like people trying to tell you what you should be doing um and and then in some ways those sessions are designed to be that way um yes. but it was actually one of the reasons I connected so strongly to you Amy because you were the one who was like come you need to kind of create space for yourself you need to come back to you know to yourself what is it what does good look like to you I think I can remember you almost saying that like for you what does success look like and I do all these other people being like no in this sector you have to do this and this is what you have to do here and this and honestly I, I was just terrified of those people <laughs> uh, oh and th- and all of them were coming from a well-meaning place and all of them incredibly experienced and knowledgeable mm. in their sector and they just wanted to help. Yeah. Um, that's where advice. Why advisors are in the game? They're they're there from the goodness of their heart. And yeah, and the the interesting thing about that is that there are people who, in that session, I, I, I felt that way about, but I've met since, and and they're really great. And I wish that I'd been able to connect with them more on a on a level that was about building a relationship with them, so that I could then take on their advice. And I think you you talked about the value of trusted advisors, and I think it's the trust that has to come first, and you have to build that relationship first. Um, and if anyone is working with us with a startup and the first thing you go in and do is like you should do this this this, isn't this before you get to know that person before you connect with that person then I I think that that's well from the entrepreneur perspective I think that's a big red flag if somebody's just running in and and giving you all of their like this is what you have to do um Mm. you know it's it is a chance to sit back and go "Mm, well I don't know about that yes I'm just remembering why are they doing that? And maybe they're coming at it. They're seeking validation. You know, it's a different, whole different uh, story going on there that's that's actually nothing to do with you at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. I love that idea of just connecting and building a relationship. And, of course, if that's your priority and building understanding. And I do think as business review panels, for instance, when they meet again and again and again, actually they get more useful as they go as people understand the nuances in your business Mm. more and more Mm. uh it's it's a really interesting area i think um the capacity to not take on other people's opinions and to be able to step back and evaluate them and weigh them up that's what Alison's getting at here, isn't it? And yeah. it's what she's role modeling. I mean, Absolutely. she's managed to resist some really powerful and logical solutions to getting sanitary wear out to Kenyan schoolgirls. I mean, yes, there are different ways of skinning this cat. She has chosen one. I do hate that analogy. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Apologies to your lovely cat. All right, my cat's not on the <laughs> desk anymore. He can't hear. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> But I think you're absolutely right. And I, we were reflecting on this beforehand and, and you said that it really came down to Alison knows her core values and she knows her core mission so well that she's able to kind of bat off some of those things. But even in the course of our conversation, she, she recognized that that wasn't always the case and that she, there was a lot of questioning and, and 
one of the things I really loved about what she was talking about, and I think probably plays into this and her sense of knowing what, what good looks like, is that she's created a vision that she can see that she can fully believe in and she said she's created kind of more than one vision and I thought this was brilliant because often in our heads our visions are so removed that you can't always connect to it and you can't Mm. always use that as a kind of guiding light it's you know because it's so far away and and I think because she had this that she'd shaped this vision that was about this is the next steps and yes. and she was able to use that as her anchor point and and so you know again it's a i i feel like she, i don't know she didn't really describe how she'd done this but she, it feels like she's created a lot of space both to collect you know all these different opinions and these ideas and to shape things but also to kind of be quite mindful about where the what that vision is and what's a vision that she can buy into and she really did say in the interview i I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to connect to that if it was too big. I wouldn't be able to, you know, I I think her vision's still pretty big and and it's it's definitely aspirational. But but it's manageable and she can see it and I think that that's the point where you can go, well then it's quite easy to shrug off those other things because you because yeah. you know you're you have got that co- really strong core in terms of what it is you're you're trying to achieve. Mm. I think actually I'm I'm just being reminded of Lencioni the advantage and he talks about this core mission this purpose this the pole star but then of course you need to have your strategic objectives which are probably just three key things and then you need your thematic goal what is the priority right now and and I think that's that's one way. It's not necessarily the only way, but it's one way of building a detailed picture that gives you stepping stones to mm. the moon, you know, or your pole yeah. star. Because actually, then you can just say, no, this year, well, for Alison, it's all about sales in the UK. Mm. If that's it, then we're saying yes to UK and no to everything else. And that sort of clarity of purpose mm. in the immediate time is so important when you've got and Alison used that wonderful analogy earlier on in the interview about this box which goes and so all these people I've collected all these different things from different people and I've put them in my box and now I'm looking through them and I'm going oh actually Becky you can have that back yeah and Amy you can have that back and and yes I'll keep this one and I love that just it really resonated with me yeah um just this lovely idea of actually handing other people's priorities back to them and saying, I respect you for those. I love them. It's great. And it's yours. Mm. Yeah. It's not mine. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage actually to be able to really buy into your own um, mission and vision and to, to break it down into those bite-sized steps and to hand back those perspectives I think it really takes um yeah like I said courage and and strength in yourself to be able to say the this is the path I'm taking yes and of course as an entrepreneur you're always learning and I do I do really buy into learning as a key measure metric a key mm. measure of success in absolutely in for so many years life forever <laughs> yeah. yes <laughs> That constant learning. And it was just as a 
little silly analogy. My, I have two sisters and a wonderful mother and a mother who is constantly giving. She gives and gives and gives. And, and what she's giving is usually stuff. Uh, so these could be clothes. These could be household items. They could be plants. They could be uh, mirrors. I currently have four mirrors in my house, not on walls, just evaluating. One of them is a frame without a mirror in it. It hasn't been painted, but perhaps it's a good idea. And um, I was reflecting on this with my sister the other day, my younger sister, who is is stronger at saying no to mum's wonderful uh, gifts because I'm thinking about mum and I'm going, thank you. And that's really kind of you. And I'm building that relationship. Whereas Joe's going, I have too small a house. I have a very strong policy. We're very clear on it. And I'm, I've communicated this to mum. One thing in, one thing out. And, and I love that clarity. And I think actually in business, that's quite a useful concept. When you told me this story, I felt like it was something that I'd really like to try and implement because you, yeah, it's it's so easy to say, oh, I'll just say yes to just one more thing. I mean, it works for priorities as well as for kind of headspace and ideas and advice. Um, so I, I really like it as a as something to take away and to to play with this idea of, oh, if I'm going to accept something else in, something's got to go. So what is it that's going to go? What, you know, and, and is this thing I'm accepting in really more important than something that I'm going to choose to let go of when I let something else in? So I I really like that. And I think it could be something to, it's about mindfulness really, isn't it? It's about being Mm -hmm. mindful about which, what advice you take or what things you're listening to, what, what, what you're letting influence you or what you're letting fill fill your time even. So yeah, I love that. And I, I think I'm going to take that away and, and do so, yeah, use it as I, as I go through my next phase of, of projects. Love it. So lovely listeners, what's your approach to protecting yourself from being overwhelmed by everyone else's opinions, priorities, Uh, yes, key things that they want to bring into your house. Uh, (laughs) How do you say no? How do you keep a clear head? We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So do come and tell us on our social media. We are uh, at Mindstyling Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Mindstyling Pod on Twitter. And you can also find us on LinkedIn. And there's a link to our newsletter in the show notes so you can sign up to that as well. Thank you. Thank you. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.